It's beefy, baby. My name is Luke Hodson. Alex Morrison. You ready? I'm ready. It's a movie podcast. Let's get it. Grease soaked mess. It's a movie podcast. Rated PG 13. Your mom didn't make that casserole. That was a disgusting sound. You think so? It's, yeah, I didn't like it. Well, it was a delicious taste. It smelled like the reverse way of a wet shit. The reverse way? Yeah, because it was going in instead of out. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, buddy. Hi, hi, guy. Um, We're really far away from each other right now. We're so, so far. I'm in a desert. We're in a different time zone. This hasn't happened ever. No, God, I can't imagine. This, this is a bucket of beef first. It is a bucket of beef first. Uh, no, our, our mind meld is waning. I keep get, I keep feeling your thoughts from two hours in the past. I, in the dude, future. I wake up in the middle of the night screaming, and I, I wonder if it's because you, you're kicking your feet or something, or like... Yeah, I think that might be it. There's a bunch of flies in my apart in my housing that they have for me out here. Oh, that uh, makes sense for the dreams I have where I'm a fly. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. You must be really you must really be putting a lot of energy into those dreams because I thought it was just one fly and then I went into the bathroom today and it was three flies. Yeah. So if you could just tone it if if you could have like a suicide dream as a fly. <laughs> suicide dream fly hell yeah yeah that that'd be really clutch for me that's a dope band name and then like and like turn into like a little a little dog that i don't have to feed or or take care of wow okay just like a like a spectral pooch a spectral pooch i like that yeah yeah Yeah, you know like the one from uh nightmare before christmas with the with the, the the ghost puppy or the ghost dog yeah but i want i want fur you want fur yeah. Well, Jesus Christ, Luke, you can't have your your cake and eat it too. I think that's as how uh, the saying goes. I've decided yes, I should be able to. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think that's only fair. I mean, I believe you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey everyone. Uh, I'm going f- to I'm going to find a way. Also, the first thing I did when the first thing that happened when I walked into into Medora, mm-hmm. there was a, there was a big tall cowboy. Like a real that, cowboy? Like, yeah, he was a big, big, tall cowboy. Oh, dude, I want to meet looked, a real cowboy, like a real, real cowboy, he, for real, so and bad. He lo- and he looked, he looked really gruff, and I was, I was a little intimidated. I was like shaken, you know. Yeah, as he, you do. He, no, but he leaned over and he said, "Your buddy ain't in these parts, son. Oh, you better look out. It, this didn't happen. You're gonna fight a cowboy? A Am I gonna fight? I, I don't think I'll fight a cowboy. Don't, don't Honestly, do it. It seems like there, there. It does seem like there are a decent amount of ca- real cowboys out here, and then there's just a lot of Walmart people. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Indiana. That's like really Indiana, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Indiana is almost they're, exclusively they're definitely... Wal- Walmart people, and then like people <laughs> who believe that they're on a beach all the time. Yeah, but of... seriously, the 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 town the town is that makes it sound like I'm talking shit about the people. I I really really like it out here. The people are super super friendly. You do seem to. You do seem one... to be really liking it out there. Yeah, the people are really great. They're super super sweet. It's uh I'm having a really good time. Good. And the 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 Walmart people that I see aren't in the town of Medora. They're when we go shopping at the Walmart that's an hour away. <laughs> do you do like you also only, hear like the, the little accent you're giving? Store. I'm giving a little accent. Do you hear it at all yourself? I've been kind of, I've been kind of slipping into a little bit of a slight Alabama accent because that's an accent I have to do for the show. I need you, I need you to, I need you to, to, to have a wall there. Um, to have a wall. To have a wall, like build a, build a verbal wall, like a, like a, like a wall that's verbal, like a, like a, like a. Oh, you, like you, you, you don't want me, me to bring my Alabama back out there. You better, you better not. I better leave it where I found it, son. I, I feel the metaphorical chains wrapping around my ankles when, when that happens. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I can I can speak like this. I'll speak like this, maybe. Does this, does this make you feel bad? <laughs> this, maybe, maybe. Is this better or worse? 
that's it's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. All right, I'll talk about this, Stan. I have a okay. Maybe don't. Maybe what don't. kind of what kind of what kind of movie did we watch? <laughs> oh God, I take it back. Don't 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 do it. You don't like it. God um, damn it. Hey, okay. okay. Hey everyone, welcome to the twenty eighth episode. It is the twenty eighth episode of the Bucket of Beef Show. Bucket of Beef Show. Uh, my name is Alex. I haven't done that in a minute. You haven't. My name is Luke. That's it. Full stop. There was a lady I met earlier, uh, like a few days ago. She's like, my name's Lana with a capital L, and don't you ever forget it. Damn. And I'm like, maybe I should do that for Luke. Maybe, yeah, maybe you should have, like, a whole little intro. Yeah, my name is Luke with an italic L, and you'll remember me. (laughs) How's that? You like that one? I like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my font text is blue. Oh, that's a good question of the day. Like for real, what would what would what would your font be? What's your font? My font. Your name font, name color. I gotta look up little fonts now. I'm not gonna look up fonts. I'm just gonna describe my font. Yeah. I want my font to be like like spray paint on a wall, but metallic. <laughs> but like nice. also like braised you know and i don't want it to be bubble letters i want it Mm. to be like hard lines but still like clearly super artsy yeah yeah i like that i think that makes sense and the colors would be oranges and blues and purples nice i dig that yeah Okay, your turn. I gotta think. I gotta think of my color. So I think I would be like a just a good old fashioned like typewriter writing. Okay. Um, but there are like errors in the manuscript, but and the person was too lazy to like do like the whole like white over and then retype. So some letters are just crossed out, and there's like a chicken scratched handwritten letter. Okay. Above for the correction. Makes sense. I think that's me. And then uh, the, hmm, what's the text color? I'm feeling just kind of brown lately, you know? (laughs) Just like a little beige. (laughs) Beige is different than brown. Beige is like lighter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If you're going to say you're brown, you better be happy about it. (laughs) because i'm brown every day dude i wake up in the morning and you're you're joyful i I wouldn't i don't know if i'm joyful but i definitely i definitely wake up in the morning and i'm like "Mm," you know every morning every morning go "Mm." i think i stopped doing that when i turned 19 (laughs) i feel like i'm just starting to do it so i wonder now i just wait sorry (laughs) no no go for it you wonder if it's what I, i wonder if if it means i'm peaking right now you know? I don't think you're peaking. I think you're just happy. Occasionally. Good. I'm what, glad. Whatever. Suck a dick. Anyway. Whatever. You're talking to me. Tell me to suck a dick. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on, son. Come on, son. Um, But I also have an additional question of the day. I saw this TikTok. I don't know how much you want to engage with it or not, how much you don't want to engage with it or not. Um, And this could potentially be long-winded, which I'm okay with, but... I kind of like yeah, I kind of like the candid talking we do at the beginning of this right now, um, yeah. or recently I should say. I saw this TikTok where someone was like, "Okay, they're rebooting the MCU or Star Wars, right?" Okay. What are the first five films that you would put out to jumpstart your universe? Oh. And you can pick yes. either Star Wars it- or marvel i figured you would have better knowledge of the star wars thing oh they have to be star i can pick star wars you can pick star wars or or marvel to like jumpstart your universe and like get people interested entertained sure you know i would do star wars yeah i would easily do um so much so much great stuff is already made i would do some of the star wars the old republic stuff you would start with the old republic Oh, easily. Yeah, I would do, like, early ages of... I would do, like, a Darth Darth Revan, Darth Malak kind of storyline, where, like, in the first episode, they're, like, Jedi. You don't know who any of these people are, but I do. I know them deeply. Um, 
Yeah, I would do like one on one on them. Uh, I would do a trilogy based on them, which would be fun, I think. So, uh, so, so, do... so you're doing a trilogy first? Yeah. Okay, so there's three movies. You only get two more. No, I know. And then I would do a spinoff series of uh, XR Kuhn, who is this like Sith leader guy and then i would do uh another one on uh darth bane creating the rule of two i don't know what any of this means but yeah but it's good it's a good jump start point for the entire thing yeah i think so because then after that you can go into the high republic you can do more original stuff you can do more stuff from the from the fall of the republic so so you wouldn't touch the original trilogy until way further down the line Absolutely, because it's been fucking beat to death. That's fair. So you give and it some last... some space to breathe. Yeah, absolutely. I, we need a fresh we need a fresh spin on it because everything that happens now is just like a fan fiction of what people want wanted. You know what what people imagined was like the good stuff of the original trilogy, and so nothing's actually being like. Nothing's creative in that universe anymore, unfortunately. Except for I would say like some of the the streaming TV content. That's real. That that th- there's some good stuff there for sure. But the movies, like there was like not I don't know I I didn't find the sequel trilogy to be remotely imaginable. <laughs> like yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. it was just a retread of a lot of other stuff that in a lot of ways was inferior to the original work <laughs> interesting okay you know? yeah not not that you know there weren't talented people who worked on that obviously but it was just bogged down by you know people being timid like stu- the studios being timid about what new things they could do and then like what know, people would like grasp on to there's never really... yeah i think just like a general lack of care of and even of just like continuity like the whole sequel trilogy just feels like a fan fiction, like separate fan fictions with the same cast of characters. Yeah, There's yeah. Like no un- unity to the story at all. I man, I, every time I try to revisit Star Wars, I have a harder and harder time. I wish I see, and it it was good when you were here and like the, the like you kind of were like you should maybe check this out. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I definitely yeah. I, I feel like I just need the right content to start from because I remember really really liking the. Ah, oh, what's the one? Rogue One. I liked Rogue One a lot. You would like Andor. We should watch Andor together. Okay, we'll watch Andor. If you if you liked Rogue One, you'll you'd really like Andor. Andor's like a basically like a prequel television series that leads up to Rogue One. But even then, though, it feels like a lot of the properties like they lead up to the same specific moment of like because Rogue One is about the Death Star, right? Yeah, Rogue One leads up, like, straight into the original movie, Okay, yeah, okay. Okay. Well, I was thinking, because, like, I saw this TikTok, and I I know what I would start with for, like... Yeah, what'd you start with? Like, with Marvel, for sure. With Marvel, I would start with The Incredible Hulk. I think that's the first one I would do. And I think the, the only purpose would be to manufacture... The idea that, you know, powered beings are also, like, very feared at first. Yeah, that makes sense. And you get to introduce S.H.I.E.L.D., like, almost immediately. Um, but not as, like, a not as like a world superpower S.H.I.E.L.D., like a, like a very young infant government agency. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do that, and then I would do... I would have, like, Wolverine be in that, too, and recreate kind of, like, the Hulk versus Wolverine deal, where Wolverine is just kind of on his own. He's, like, a mercenary. And then I would jump into X-Men, do X-Men. The Hulk and Wolverine fought? Yeah, there's a really good animated movie, actually, about it. Really? Yeah, it's it's Dang. it's yeah it has Deadpool in it. It's really fun. How does, how does Wolverine not, like, totally get bodied? Because he's, like his bones are made of an invincible metal and he has like the greatest healing factor in all of Marvel. I'm just imagining like the Hulk just throwing him into space. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's like, it's like the whole like unstoppable force and immovable object. Meets deal. an immovable object. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. 
yeah, it's cool conceptually for sure. Um, so I would I would have that, and then I would do Spider Man. Um, yeah, because I think the the Hulk is always good for like, kind of, spanning the country, and then. You know, you you like usually he ends up in Latin America for some reason. Really? Yeah, for some reason he always that's funny jumps around in Latin America. Yeah, um, he, he just can't stay away from Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Uruguay. Yeah. Um, but then I would jump to Spider Man because I then I want a very clean look at the 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 street level crime. Kingpin would be the big bad, and you know, that would kind of be that. Yeah. And then my. Th- and, and, like, you know, Spider-Man, oftentimes, it's always, like, friend or foe, he's a menace, whatever. And, like, people comparing him to the Hulk, like, these superpowered beings, whatever. And then I would do X-Men, where it's, like, another deal. And, you know, because I, I never thought it made sense that you have all these, like, superpowered people, but you can't, but you just hate the X-Men. They're, like, they're mutants. And I Yeah, that's very true. I want to make it make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, so then X-Men would happen. There would be kind of a, a, a nice... You know, they'd save a bunch of people. People would kind of start getting okay with, you know, superpowered people. Then I would do Fantastic Four because I want to introduce, by the fourth film, the big, big, big bad, which is Doctor Doom, who will not be the main villain in that one. Probably be Galactus. But we'll, we'll introduce Victor Von Doom in that. You wouldn't want you wouldn't just throw Victor Von Doom into the Incredible Hulk in the first one. No, no, no. Just cause. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like the leader of Shield or whatever. We're all like, what if his, his first his like his first name is like Jerry, Jerry Jaharda, and then he changes his name. Jerry Jaharda. <laughs> yeah, to Victor Von Doom. <laughs> like, the okay. the post credits is him going into a courthouse, being like, "I'd like to change my name." he has like a he has like a really shattering breakup. He's like, "Who am I without <laughs> them?" <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Fantastic Four would be four be the fourth film in my I dig it. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Alex Universe MCAU, and then my fifth film. I would do, uh, my fifth film would be Black Panther. Nice. And it's like a similar kind of thing where like, I would, I, I would do, I would do a 1940s Black Panther where it's like King, it's not T'Chaka, but it's like one of his like grandfathers. And I'm, I'm kind of stealing That'd this, cool. I'm kind of stealing this one from the TikTok guy. Cause I, I thought it was brilliant. Where you use him, and then uh, he decides to, you know, secretly go out into World War II and fights alongside Captain America. Oh, that's cool. Um, I like that concept. Yeah. So, I think those are my five films in order. That was five, right? Did I miss one? No, that was five. It, yeah, okay, I did Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four, and then Black Panther. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think those are my five, and I think that That'd is be cool. A... You, could, you could you could have some like desert stuff in like North Africa against the Nazis. Oh, dude, That'd it'd be, be cool. so cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and you know what? I'm okay with there being racism. Yeah. I'm okay as with as, I, as long as I get my film. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm okay with there being racism. Um, just to make it more accurate, you know. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think I I think the Nazis were had a little bit of a race issue. I think. Yeah. Really? Wow, that's like historically so. accurate. So, so, yeah, a lot of people I think don't really acknowledge it, but. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, that was fun. Uh, it was fun. I had, a, I had a good little time. All right, Luke. What did we watch today? All right. We watched Ladybird. Ladybird. I fucking love Ladybird. Dude, it was excellent. Ladybird made me weep occasionally, like light tears. And there were so many times that I did this watching the movie completely alone where I went, Oh, Ladybird. I literally, I did my bottom lip curl out thing and I was like, like multiple, multiple times. I had. I had I had happy oh ladybird like I, I, it, there was like the oh ladybird then there was like the 
oh, lady bird. <laughs> like it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. I fucking loved this movie. This might have been one of my favorite movies that we watched for the podcast. And I've yeah. wanted, I had wanted to see Lady Bird for so long, but I just did, never did. For some reason, I thought this was the one with Timothy Chalamet and Steve Carell. I don't know why I thought oh, that. Oh, you thought it was, like, Beautiful Boy? Yeah, I thought it was Beautiful Boy. I don't know. I was like, because I saw Timothy Chalamet, and I was like, ooh, they're trying to squeeze a lot in here if they get to that point. Yeah, I, I, liked, his, I liked his character in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very, god damn, dude, this was so accurate cop, to Metro Detroit High School. It, it, it was yeah, remarkably yeah. accurate. And then they were playing, I'm pretty sure it was Dave Matthews, right? I think so, yeah. I was like, this is kind of eerie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah. Um do you want do you want to go off of like just like favorite moments? Do do we need to do you want to do a synopsis for it? Like We should probably just do a quick synopsis. Okay, do you want to just do a quick synopsis? Yeah, I don't Or do you want me to do it? It whatever, it doesn't matter. I um I I can just I, I'll I'll just talk about it super quick. Yeah, go for it. Sure. Uh Lady Bird is a movie uh, about a young girl named Lady Bird who is um, at, real name Christine. Real, real her given name. Yeah, Christine. her given name Christine, um, who is uh, ending, uh, not ending, is finishing her high school career, and is trying to decide who she is and who she wants to become. Um, and all that kind of follows that. It's really as simple as that. It's not like an incredibly long-winded synopsis. It's just it's just about a girl trying to do so many things and learning all yeah. along the way. There, there is a lot to do with, um, I mean, just like economic inequity in this movie too. Like it's a, a huge. Yeah, absolutely. Is she? It's a hugely. Um, you know, sensitive topic like the finances in Lady Bird's household. Near the beginning of the film, her father loses his job, and her mother is basically working like double shifts, uh, like double shifts at the, like a psych hospital, basically. Yeah. Where it seems like she's a nurse. Um, and it also seems there 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 are also these nods to the time period, which is so specific. Yes, two thousand two. Um, yeah, and lots of nine eleven terrorist type of yeah, conversations and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a lot to dive into here. Um, yeah, and a lot of plot points that don't necessarily fall off, but I feel like react in ways that kind of life does. Mm, yeah. And I know that doesn't make a ton of sense, but um, even, like, her her best friend Julie, who we see as a primary uh, character toward the beginning of this, like, she kind of falls off for most of the movie. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, at least at least the last half, yeah. Yeah, like a, like a pretty big portion. Um, and then finds her way back at the end, and at first I was like, well, that was kind of like, she was gone for a really long time. Yeah. But, like... That's why this movie is so eerily close to just existence at that age. Like I don't. Well, it is. And sorry, go ahead. No, no, go for it. I was I was interrupting you there. No, um, I mean there there are lots of moments like that. Um, and Lady Bird herself is such an interesting character. Um, we start off the beginning of this movie with this argument with her mom and how quickly it just takes a turn like that. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> well, but I also love, yeah, I just love how, how quickly they're, how quickly that scene takes a turn. Like they're having a great time. Like they're, it's going like super well. And then all of a sudden it's just like, I, and I, I can't even remember what their argument was about. Was it about schools or was it something else in the beginning there? Oh, I literally can't gosh. even remember what, what they were arguing about. But that's just so like true to life, you know. Where like, it doesn't even really matter necessarily what started the argument. It it matters like what was said to each other. No, yeah, you know? basically, basically, her mom is like, "You're dumb," and she's like, "But you have a big heart." And the funny and like, it's so funny because the one line that sticks in my head from this movie is, "She's like, you have a big heart," and she goes, "Big fart." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Lady my favorite Bird line." Zingers. 
One of my favorite Ladybird lines in this uh, movie is when she says, uh, "There are a lot of other things that are sad in life other than war." When she's talking, yeah, to, uh, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. When she's talking character. to Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's just something that's like so that I like so much about Ladybird because it just really is. It feels so truthful to just like small moments in life. Definitely. That, that like, some some things that are, you know, just like quirky things about life that are inconsequential, and then other things that are like, what's what I really like about Lady Bird is that it shows, it it like shows how deeply impactful one moment can be. Yeah. Yeah. And and how deeply and how how differently those moments can affect individual people you know yeah um yeah it, and like it and it's short with it like it lets you feel it but then it just moves right on you know mm-hmm. like a worse a worse movie would have like two of the moments that ladybird has and ladybird has like an incredible moment i would argue like every scene if not every other scene <laughs> like whether it's whether it's something like just you know quirky or uh or like thoughtfully placed or like deeply touching you know and it's I and really it's also that this sorry go ahead i keep cutting you off i just feel like this movie is dripping with charisma like it is such a charismatic movie it is yeah absolutely you know? and it's so unique in its approach its dialogue and things like that but what i love about it too also <clears throat> in that vein is the the way that things happen to Lady Bird or, or, or the way that she pursues these things that she doesn't even necessarily want to do or, like, be a part of, <clears throat> they happen. And she reacts to it briefly. But yeah. all these moments just kind of move on from her, and so she moves on. Like, we don't linger yeah. on things too often, and when they come back, it's, like, okay and fine and happy for the most part. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like like sure. like one of my favorite moments <clears throat> Jesus Christ is um when she finds out that her first boyfriend in the theater department is gay. Yeah. And like a bunch of time goes by, it lingers for like half a second and he has the moment where he's like he can't tell anyone, he's crying in her arms and then at the end they're like they're friends and it's lovely. Yeah, I love that scene where he's where they're like hold uh, also let's just talk about like Ladybird is just like a vessel for like uh, like the pain of those around her in this film too. Yeah, absolutely. Like she's just like and like she's she's pretty sad at a few parts of this movie too, you know? I mean her yeah. whole senior year is incredibly existential. Um I also do want to say the way that the way that Sarah Ronan looks at uh, her her gay boyfriend before she knows that he's gay like for the first time like when they're laying out under the stars like for the first time yeah oh, oh so precious oh. oh my god everyone deserves to be everyone like oh my god it's, uh, i was like i was like can someone look at me like no. this please luke i oh i look god. at you like that every day no um my buddy <laughs> We'll be like, look at the stars. That one's name is Jonathan. <laughs> that one's name is Toot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 my favorite relationship is is with her mom. It's so fascinating. Um, yeah, dude, it, I love. I can't remember her the actor's name. Um, I ha- I have it pulled up. It's um, Laurie Metcalf. How did I forget Laurie Metcalf? Jesus Christ. Um, incredible because it's like it's like their forms incredible their forms of of judgment it's like it's so fascinating and honestly very very well, close to home for for me and but yeah also yeah. i'll yeah i'll i'll say this i've seen so many mother-daughter relationships like their relationship oh my god yeah like it is so eerily accurate yeah and you it's know. like like the the passive aggressive judgment, and then the parent who just can't see past their own biases and has such a hard time listening, but at the same time like 
Every and, and it's the same thing. Like everyone around Ladybird is like, she has a big heart and she loves you and all this stuff. And it's like, well, Jesus Christ, why doesn't she act like it? But it's yeah, like and they can, they can be both so cruel with each other. Yeah, so like, cruel. Also, that that scene where um um. I can't remember what what stirs this on, but her mom's like, "Do you have any idea how much money we've spent on you and your brother?" And she's like, "Put a number on it." Yeah. Yep. She's like, "Give give me a number." I love that scene so much. It's fantastic. And and then the way that they set it up, where you know her mom's writing, you know everything in the notepad down at the end, and and like when I was watching it for the first time, I'm thinking, "Oh shit, is she is this bitch actually writing?" Like, get, gonna give her a number. Yeah, I thought so too. To yeah, school, yeah. You know, and then obviously, you know, she opens it up and it's all the, it's like everything that she wishes that she had the courage to say to her daughter, basically. Which also, um, God bless her father for, for that too. Yeah. Man, uh, her dad is just God. He makes good, my heart sing. He is a good fucking father. Good dad. He was such a good dad. Yeah. And, and, and really a nice foil to the mom because, I mean, they're both so necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love, and I love the, I love like the one scene that he got like on his own where he goes for his job interview and it's like just clearly not working. And then, you know, he comes out and his son is, is going in for that interview too. Like what a just like, I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like that. And you know that he's the type of person where he's like. It made me feel good watching that because I'm like, this is a father that is going to be so proud of his son for getting this job. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. there's no, there's not a degree of selfishness to this man, you know? Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, Lady Bird, you want to you wanna go to the school you want to go to? We'll refinance the house. Like, that's crazy. It that's is. That's, like, a big, that's not a nothing decision, you know? Yeah. And he's just all there for it, you know? And then, and then even, even the, like, and and then you do have the moment of foil where the mom is like, well, you don't let him take you to school. You don't let him get, and he's like, don't, don't do that. And like how, how much pain he hides and how much the mom is like, well, I have to stand up for him because he's not. And it's like, let's just all take a breath. (laughs) Let's just all breathe for a second, (laughs) you know? Um, and it did, it did really break my heart when she was like, I'm just going to drive off from the airport. I know that's that whole scene when she's driving and she's like, like holding back tears and but like also like, like so happy for Lady Bird at the same time and it's just like, oh, every relationship in this movie is so great. The relationship that Lady Bird had with the nun that she, the oh the, the nun the was Lady an Bird MVP like character. Just married Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, she was so good. The just married Jesus nun. Yeah. And, like, when she's talking to her about, like, I think you really love Sacramento. Like, um, and that one line, too, like, what is, like, what is love if not paying attention? Yeah. And that's not exactly how she said it, but that, that was the sentiment of it. Um, yeah, just so, so good, man. Yeah. So good. Um, and, like, like, Lady Bird really comes off as, like, a really good character. But there are like the two like like the two moments. No, well, I know there are quite a few moments, and it's all just in acts of rebellion, where like yeah. she tries yeah. to become friends with that with that popular girl, mm-hmm. and is like, oh, I live in this really nice house, and then like her friend Julie gets kind of shoved off to the side. Yeah, I just I I I love the way this movie treats discovery for for young mm. people. Yeah. Um, How so? Because I was that kid. I feel like we all were that kid. Like, I remember trying so hard to win the affections of certain people. And, like, it wasn't until... I mean, it didn't last long. But then... Okay, I'm going to get into it a little bit. First couple years of high school, for, for me, were so rough. Because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I liked. I was dealing with a lot of of grief and pain, all this stuff, and I was willing to do whatever was necessary to make sure that I fit in to something, anything. Yeah. And I didn't even really see it as, like, trying to discover myself. I was just trying to to mesh, you know? 
And then like yeah, I yeah, just trying to fit in with the crowd. Basically. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it literally I was not trying to be better. <laughs> I wasn't sure, you know what I mean? Just yeah. you know, and so and then I then I did theater, and then um, which is so funny. I'm sure for both of us, there were a lot of <laughs> fun things in there for the for the theater crowd. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, dude, when when the football coach comes in, dude, uh, dude, no. <laughs> oh. He's like these these thick lines. This is you guys singing. Do you know this? Do you know sing, these? Sing here and then. Sorry, what were you saying? Do you know they stole from Mad TV when they did oh, that? Oh, did they really? Have you ever seen the Coach Hines videos? No, no. Luke, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna text you right now, actually, and I'm I really want <laughs> okay. you to look. I'm texting you right now because there is a Mad TV sketch. Um. Um. And everyone at home, you should definitely go check these out, too. They're very funny. But this movie, or at least that guy, stole very hard from from Mad TV. Um, what is it? Maybe they had it's, a writer um, for Mad TV on here. <laughs> uh, Coach Hines um, opening night. And I text you that. And I really want you to watch it because it's literally... Uh, oh, what is his name? Uh, Keegan-Michael Key as a football coach and he like walks in it's like they're they're at intermission he's like i need you to go over here and then i need you to do a twiddly diddly d straight down the center it's luke it's uncanny and i was almost like oh this is cheap but <laughs> oh man man yeah that's the i think that's my only gripe with this movie that it was unless it was totally intentional unless it was intentional yeah yeah who knows who knows you know but, I'll have to do some more research on it. Yeah, just and then and then the other drama teacher who left because he has crippling depression. Yeah, what the hell happened to him? Yeah, we just get to see a little tidbit of it, you know. Yeah. I think that was also a good scene just to just because it's so interesting. It's it's so so interesting to see Lady Bird's mother interact with other people in this film that are not Lady Bird. Yeah. Because she is so warm and caring and inviting. And it like and giving to all these people, you know? Yeah. Um and it's just like so heartbreaking to see that it's that she just has such a hard time you know, giving that to her own daughter. And also not even, at, not at even times, being able to say know. that I don't like you. You know what I mean? Just say, yeah. you, say you like your fucking daughter. Say it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I just want you to be the best that you can. Yeah. And that line, obviously when like, what if this is the best version? Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. Like, oh my. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. This, this, yeah. this had the dialogue of a Wes Anderson film in a the lot of ways. So good. Yeah. And it's 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 almost like I would argue a little. I th- I I don't even know. I feel like th- this was just its own. So it it, it is similar ish to a Wes Anderson's film for sure. It, um, it what it feels it feels like a lot of these scenes. And this is again an oddly specific thing that maybe only you will understand out of me saying it. Yeah. But it's like there's one truly impactful line that you could like get a tattoo of in every scene and then the scene is built around that one line yeah i think that's fair like does that make sense yeah Yeah, but and and like and like that that, i don't know how that sounds coming off but like it's a really cool thing i think yeah it is it is the language in this movie is really fucking powerful yeah it's very very good and uh, and like every actor is incredible saoirse ronan ronan is like uh just so so good in this movie everyone's incredible in this movie yeah um yeah it's just great and it has such a unique spirit and energy to it yeah it's just so it's just so like individually its own absolutely and it, it's yeah. it's even more of a and testament greta, greta gerwig directed this didn't she yeah she did yeah did she write it too greta gerwig is so good we should honestly just have a, a greta gerwig stint on the uh, on the patreon <laughs> yeah honestly i want to see i'm just gonna see who wrote it yeah it was written by greta gerwig i too. think greta yeah. yeah greta gerwig writes all of her own stuff too like that's awesome crazy um but what i, was... I forget th- i forget that uh that she's also married to noah bombach who's noah bombach? what a power couple 
he's a writer or he's a, a director and a screenwriter. That's awesome. He did. Um, yeah, let me let me pull up what he did too. Well, as you're doing that, I just wanted to say go back a little bit because the, like you said, the, you said the acting was so good, and I'll say it's even more of a testament to the to the actors when you have, I wouldn't say repetitive scenes, but like like continued arguments with like the mom, or like. Ladybird is with Kyle and you know it's the same type of conversation. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it, it it never feels repetitive in the way that isn't entertaining. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's like true. it's it, it, because it is it, it it's a continued argument or this continued thread of like pain or somebody not understanding something that just like they find new ways to interact within those those threads. Yeah. Definitely. God damn, I hope I'm making definitely. sense. I hope I don't sound like a rambling fucking idiot right now, but I think I think you're making sense. But yeah. This... I think I think your language is beautiful, Alexander Morrison. Oh, thank you, Luke Hodgson. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, of course, you know. So so you um, did you look him up? Noah Baumbach. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a. You know, he uh, he directed Madagascar Three, Europe's Most Wanted. <laughs> um, awesome. His, yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. His most his most recent ones were. Um... Oh no! Actually, he didn't direct it. He wrote it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, he he did Francis Ha with Greta Gerwig too. He wrote. He helped write and direct and produce it. Okay. He actually he co he co wrote Barbie with Greta Gerwig too. Really? Um, yeah, but he also did. Oh, he I also bet those writing sessions it. were fucking steamy. Yeah. <laughs> he he also wrote. Uh, well, they are married. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. He he also wrote. Uh, he wrote and directed Marriage Story. You remember Marriage Story? Yeah. And he also wrote and directed White Noise. Damn, that's such a testament. Which, I don't man. know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. And, and White Noise the play? Oh, he was also, he also acted in Kicking and Screaming. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love Will Ferrell. Is, it's White Noise the play, right? Um, well, they made a movie version of White Noise. I know there was a White Noise play that came out, like, last year, the year before, and it had, uh, uh, David Diggs in it. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if because I've deferred to my knowledge. White noise was um, based on a book, but maybe it is based on a play. David Diggs. Uh, I'm checking out Variety. Let's see. And that demands and deserves attention. It's premiere. No, yeah, the, no. the the white white noise film is based on a 1985 novel. Okay, yeah, this white noise is directed yeah. by Suzanne Laurie Parks. But damn, dude, oh, that's yeah. so cool. These yeah. these two directors are so good with di or, or writers and directors are great with dialogue. Yeah, I just has got a special spirit to her for sure. It's it's so fascinating, and it's it's. And I'm pretty sure she, I'm pretty sure she's from Sacramento. That would make I think sense, she's a West man. Coast girl. It's like it's like these types of movies that are so close to home and written by the directors and stuff, man. It's like, yeah, like it's it it feels like this and Juno and Shawshank are like. Oh yeah, this does have kind of Juno sensibilities for sure. It has Juno sensibilities. Say... It's very Juno feels broader in its approach. Yes. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, but yeah, this just feels so so specific. And that when she goes, Dude, I would. I th I don't think my heart could withstand a Juno Ladybird double feature. <laughs> yeah. It uh, would. It would grow eight sizes too big. Two sizes too big. No eight. 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 Yes. Oh no. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I just be a big old red heart. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I I love this movie. Did you have any anything like any gripes or anything you're just like meh about? Because I feel you know to be to to be totally honest, I I don't nothing that is that I really give a shit about to complain about. Yeah, no. To be honest, you know, I thought it was all just fucking great. 
It, um, it was. It was fantastic. And even when she got to New York and instantly went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... That... I will say this. I will say this. This is a movie, obviously. Um, some people are like, I, like I know it's a movie. Uh, I'm trying to think of of what, and also maybe I I just don't have. I don't dress well. I'm not an immaculate dresser. I basically am. I dress like, like my father was my model for how how a boy should dress, <laughs> sure. and so I just I just look like uh, like what my then forty year old like construction esque working father <laughs> would wear. Sure, you know? yeah. So I don't have I don't have good fashion sense, but um, she had she had some she had some nice clothes at the end for being broke as fuck. I will say that, and I know she was thrifting all the time, but oh, that for one sure. thing at the that one thing at the end, I was like, she looks like uh, maybe she got some really good finds at the thrift shop, but I feel like all she bought was the blazer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. For like maybe ten dollars at a at a at a a Goodwill. Yeah, you're probably right. There were a few times where I was thinking like. Her mom must be pissed at her for spending money on her like highlights and her hair dye. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing I was thinking about occasionally. Super. Uh, real. Mine were just like money things. I'm like, if you don't have any any money, why this? Why this? Those were like the few times where that came up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, man. But you know, they're stylistic things. You know, I'm so glad that Lady Bird had the fucking hair that she had. And the blade and the outfit that she had at the end was like so. It was like it's so perfectly encapsulated, like, like, uh, like a young girl becoming a young woman, you know? Yeah. I thought it was like so. It it felt so. Uh, it just looked right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I I can't gush about this movie enough. I. Yeah, we should definitely try to get through uh, Greta Gerwig's. Uh... Oh, for sure. I Discography, would so to say. I've heard, I've heard wonderful things. And Fra- and she acts in Francis Ha. She's like the lead in Francis Ha. I'm pretty sure. Really. And directed and, and directed and wrote it. Wrote it. I mean, I think I think Lady Bird and Francis Ha might be like a little semi biographical, just a little bit, because I'm pretty sure she's from Sacramento. It's like I I looked at her Wikipedia while while back. I'm pretty sure she had like an absolutely phenomenal relationship with her father. Um, like, I wouldn't be surprised if her dad, if the Lady Bird dad is, like, kind of lightly based on Greta Gerwig's actual dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't get Greta that Gerwig specific was... with the relationship unless you understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Gre- Greta Gerwig also, she moved from the West Coast to the East Coast to go to school on a scholarship and was a dancer. That's what, like, Frances Haas about, like, a late 20-something uh, dancer like finding her way in new york basically that's exceptional so yeah which is just like you know write what you know and that's what they say right what she, you know man magic she, happens yeah and she's fucking good dude she's so good barbie was in i loved barbie too i haven't seen barbie yet i haven't i i haven't seen little women the little little women that she directed i'm sure i've seen clips i've seen pieces of it um yeah but I, I guess that's the this only, movie that's the only though really adapted thing that she's done. Yeah, this. Uh, well, I guess I wouldn't say Barbie's adapted. He got to start from scratch with that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, but I feel like I feel like even just watching this one, like it feels. This is one of the very few, rare few moments in modern day cinema where I'm like, oh, like you, like we're we're currently witnessing. Like. Like a great. Yes, exactly. Like, just a great, yeah. you know. Yeah. Which is really yeah. really I, cool. I I would call Lady Bird Oh, Lady Bird's pretty damn close to a masterpiece in my opinion. Yeah, no for real. I I really fucking like Lady Bird. I'll yeah. I'll just start off by saying this is this is going to be my first straight bucket of beef. Oh, really? Yes. I think Dang. this is my first straight bucket of beef. It feels so close to home. 
The relationships are so real. The performances are are excellent. The moments that were left out are are purposeful and feel so real. I I couldn't get enough of this character. Um it's 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 an open and closed book, you know? Yeah. 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 I got to agree. I loved the uh even just the minor characters like uh was her was her brother's name Ryan in this or or was that another character's name? I might be totally wrong. Her brother's name brother. is I got you. I got you. It's Miguel. Oh, it's Miguel. Yeah, of course it's Miguel. Cuz they have that whole thing about her basically saying he got into school cuz <laughs> cuz he wasn't white. Yeah. Um, well, no, no, they and I'm like, they said he he didn't put his ethnicity. That's why he got in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and then she's like, "Okay, Miguel." <laughs> like they wouldn't <laughs> know. <laughs> that that was pretty. <laughs> yeah, um, I loved. I also like every minor character. Like I loved the the actor that played Miguel's girlfriend in it too. Like she had so many nice soft moments. Yeah, and it was like so cool to see like you know her perspective on. Well, and, like think about it this way, like. Like, Lady Bird's mom is so stressed about money. She's, like, saying that, like, we're, like, we're basically on the brink of destruction. But she also has the generosity to say to Miguel, like, yes, your girlfriend can live in our house. And, like, we'll be able to, she can eat our groceries. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, just that kind of dichotomy there. Anyway, I'll stop gushing. Um, yeah, this is, this is a uh, fucking... The, uh, late, oh, no, I'm not going to go there. Um, i got to save that. i got to keep that in my pocket. Um, keep it in your pocket? What? Yeah, I have a... I, I have a you know what? I'm going to say it. Okay. I'm going to say it. Lady Bird felt like this. Lady Bird felt like, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a primal human. You're like, you're like rolling through the world. You don't know what fire is. You don't know what cooked meat is. You stumble upon a wildfire, and there's a... There's an ox that has unfortunately succumbed to the flames, and he's all charred and burned up. And you're you're really hungry, and you start nibbling on him, and he's just so delicious. It's it has changed it has changed your life to experience cooked meat for the first time. And it just feels so true, and so hearty, and so right. <laughs> I think that's the most pertinent thing you can say is that this movie is true. Oh, it's so true. Yeah. It is such a true movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you want to give it a number rating? Yeah. Oh God. What do you got? Oh God. This is a this is a nine point nine out of ten. I'm scared. I'm really I'm can't. always scared really, to give it a ten. Like I I could. You really can't get that. I wouldn't give. I don't think I'm ever gonna give anything a ten. I, I was gonna give it a slightly lower score. I'll meet you in the middle. I'll give it a nine point eight. Okay. I was gonna give it a nine point seven because I'm just waiting for that other movie to come along. I am too. I am most too. Supreme film. And yeah. and you know what's funny for us? It's gonna be something, a little bit dumber. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like, like RRR, the first time we watched it, if we did a podcast right after that, I would have been like, this is a 10 out of 10 movie. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. Maybe when we were more green to this reviewing game, now that we're, you know, up there with the likes of uh, 1, 2, 3 movies and... Uh, oh, 1, 2, 3 movies is a fucking pirating thing. They don't review movies. No. Um, IGN. We're basically like um, Roger. We're basically like Roger Ebert, you know. Yeah, exactly. Basically, you know. Yeah, people come to us every day. We're basically screen screen rant, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Quentin Tarantino hears "What's up, Beefers?" and he starts shaking in his boots. <laughs> Tarantino's like, "Oh, these guys are gonna wreck me if I don't do this right." Yeah, it's like I'm doing this for my boys. <laughs> Dear God. Yeah. Um, yeah, Greta Gerwig's a national treasure. Sarah Ronan's a national treasure. Lucas Hedges is a national treasure. 
Oh, they're all so good. They are. So, so good. Everyone in this cast. Yeah, everyone in this cast, just monumental performances all around. Just so. Yeah. And you know, you know what's like? I feel like the set for this film had to be just like perfect vibes. Oh my god! But I'm also like, just imagine like if the set vibes were atrocious, but this is still the product that came out of it. <laughs> I mean, dude, <laughs> you know? I, like a large part of this had to be emotionally draining. Like I, I'm sure. I really hope Laurie Metcalf and what is her name? God damn it, Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. I hope they're best fucking friends. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? I feel like you kind of got to be after something like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So many intimate Lori moments. Laurie Metcalf, and... man. Laurie Metcalf was so, so good. And isn't she... Am I wrong about this? I feel... I thought she was in um, Roseanne. Am I right in that? Uh, let me see. I think, I think that's... Because I thought that was her sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she plays the sister in Roseanne, Roseanne's sister. Oh, really? Nice. How cool that she stepped out of that. Well, she, yeah, she also did a whole, but she, she did Broadway stuff too. Well, I had no idea. Back in the day. I had no idea. Yeah. I, like, yeah, you just saw her as Rose. Yeah, yeah, her na- national attention, like when she, her big break was Roseanne. Yeah. Totally. You're absolutely right. So... And, and like, that's, like, I mean, her and John Goodman, man. Yeah, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about two heavy hitters, you know? John Goodman can fucking throw it down, too. John Goodman, I, dude, if I... Absolutely no doubt about it. If I, I if John I had Goodman to put together, like, a... the most under, underrated, uh, underrated, like, male Hollywood Oh, I disagree. Guys. I think if everyone who's ever talked about John Goodman on do, that do, scale you think is, he's like... appropriately rated? I yeah. do, yeah. J- like, just because everyone who's ever talked about John Goodman, like... Like, any interview I've ever seen where they're like, so what's it like working with John Goodman? And they're like, dude, oh, you sure. would not fucking believe. I mean more in, like, a popular sense, I think. Like, people like him from Big Lebowski, but, like... People like him from Lebowski and Roseanne, about, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen Roseanne. But I know that he was, you know, he was in it. Um, but young John Goodman was a yeah. stud, dude. Was he? I bet he was just like a thick boy dad, charisma out the ass. <laughs> thick boy dad. Yeah, that's funny. Let's see. I gotta gotta see young John Goodman. Good looking fella, right there. Good looking man. Uh, but yes, um, let's do our end of show stuff. I know you got to get ready and bounce. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to the 28th episode of the Bucket of Beef show. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, uh, make sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Bucket of Beef show. Uh, you can also, uh, join us on patreon.com slash Bucket of Beef show where you can get exclusive content. Uh, like a horror review series, our Last of Us review series, our Power Ranger series, and uh, exclusive uh, voting power. Shout out to our Patreon members. We have Steven, Amanda, Jenny, Jason, Victor, Julia, Dwight, Adam, Julia L., Dina, Brittany, Olga, Rick, Nicole, Nikita, and as always, our favorite ladybird, Nicholas! incredible uh we love you boy <laughs> what the fuck i <laughs> love you boy <laughs> i love i love you boy i love you baby uh, i love you baby uh so, right. yeah buddy i know you gotta get going i love you a ton i'm glad we got to hang out and and chat a little bit yeah love you too uh, it's good, I, good hearing your voice yeah i know you're doing great stuff out in north dakota um, for those for those of you that don't know, he's doing Million Dollar Quartet out in North um, Dakota, and just out at the out of Medora, just just doing us proud and doing. I always say, keep doing the good work. This is the good work that we do. Thank you, thank you. Um, so it's been a fun cast. They're all really talented. That's awesome. I hope I get to meet them someday outside of North Dakota. A lot of them live in New York. Well, then I'm, out of them. Oh well, then I'm sure we'll all hang out. Yeah, that'd be fun. Alrighty. Uh, thanks again for listening to the 20th episode. Again, my name is Alex. My name, Luke. We'll catch ya. Hit him with the my outro! Name is Woodpecker.
Packer. Yeah, that's my name. I love it. Ending of the pod. He's a liar. He's a liar. <laughs> Beef. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the bucket. Bottom of the bucket. Yeah. Beef. Seasoned to perfection. Divine. Too wet. Beef. It's a masterpiece, baby. <laughs> Beef. Ew.